They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. So, you know, like here we were on the last podcast talking it up that 2023 is going to be amazing and we can't even get our shit together for the last podcast of the year. I just think we're getting too old for this kind of technology, to be honest. Like, I feel like we keep, you know, we, 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 we log on, we do all the right things, we're sitting here and we're just both staring at it, calling it the Facebook, going, I don't know how to do this. Oh, God. We are... How are you? Technophobes. Technophobes. Um, I just think that... Techno- yeah, just old. <laughs> I am next door to perfect. What about you? Next door to perfect. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, does that make me perfect? That's because you're next to me. That's right. I only wish you were next to me. You promised that you were going to come and see me and that we were going to um, see each other in person and sit very close to one another so we were next to the same computer and maybe, you know, you're... No, a bit of canoodling. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of, you know, hand hand over the shoulder or whatever yeah, you like. Just a Christmas cuddle, you know? Yeah, you know, you know, a little bit of bonding before we see the year out. What a year it's been, Matthew. It has been a bit... I mean, it's weird, isn't it? It feels like it's, it should feel like Christmas is coming up. It feels like we're at the start of December and in about four or five weeks, yes. you know, Christmas and New Year's is going to happen. And to be honest, it's freaking me out because it's like three days. Do you know somebody came into the gallery this week and said, no. Mary, oh, um, yeah, I'm getting ready for Christmas, you know, next week and everything. And she's like, no, it's this week. And yeah, yeah, it's next week. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, it's this Sunday. And she's like, yeah, no, 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 this Sunday. It's the Sunday after. And this lady's like, finally, the penny's dropped. And she's like, I've got to go. Sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> she realized that she didn't have an extra week. So she had to go and rush off and grab all her Chrissy presents. How's I can that? see Mary's tactic there was to be like, no, it's this weekend. I'll tell you what, whilst you're here, you better buy presents <laughs> to everyone you know. Well, you know what? She's done an amazing job. We've had a stellar um, month. We actually put together, she went away uh, for a week, 10 days, and I was in the gallery and I was uh, looking around and I'm going, like, we've had some of these photographs up for a, a fair while now. I'm, I, I think the time to go to a better home. So I cracked it, as I do. Mary will, no doubt. You we have those Mary, moments. She get Mary on one of these podcasts one day. She could expose me. And I had one of those moments and I went, effort, I'm going to get rid of them. And we put together a 50% off sale, which we never do. Like, I hate discounting. I don't believe in it. I think what we charge for our artwork is more than fair and reasonable. Although, Matthew, if if this was to be a rant for the last podcast of the year. Oh, there wouldn't bit, be anything less without your rant. There's a, there's, a, there's a certain other podcast that I may occasionally listen to or get forced to by a certain person down in Tasmania. Who do, you cert, do you sometimes appear on it as well? I may have, may have made a guest appearance a, a lot lately. And he claimed this other, this host of this podcast claimed that my prints were expensive, which I like. I'm quite happy with that. If we've got a name for being expensive, you know, being expensive is another topic. But there's a book out at the moment by uh, our friends, um, Andrew Griffiths, my, Mary and I know him very well. And his, his book is, um, somebody has to be the most expensive, so why not it be you? And that's a not, that's not a catchy title at all. Like I love I love the premise of the book, yeah, but not a not a catchy title. No, can you no, can no. you shorten it down to like I S H? <laughs> like do you mean like does it like the acronym is like I shit or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's going to sell out. We um, should pick that out, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, so we've just been mad busy um, delivering all this artwork to people and people coming in and taking advantage of the sale, which has been awesome. Um, I don't know. Hold how on, Thomas. On to that topic. I need to interrupt here. Yes, please do. What? Okay, so I'm I'm excited to see this artwork flying off the shelves and that people are going to enjoy it in their homes over Christmas. That to me, it does bring me a lot of joy, um, even to know that it's not my artwork, it's yours. Um, what now? You would you were going to well? From what I understand, you release your new shots in September of each year. Now is yes. that the case? What what's happened? How does that work with clearing out the gallery walls? Are you just going to replace <laughs> it with new, slightly less dusty versions of the same print, or? Matt, that's a great question. Thanks for asking. It's no like, worries. Yeah, oh, I planted it with you. Um, we had something in the order of about fifty-two artworks, both uh, available. So, like out in the storeroom, we also have a showroom up the road that we had about half a dozen in, plus whatever was here in the you gallery. Have a, do so you have a second showroom? We have a second showroom. It's oh. yes, we do, Matthew. I, wow. I don't advertise it, but you know, like I'm expanding into the global market and just taking over the world one street at a time. So, <laughs> That's so well. Well, we'll, we'll get out of Mornington at one point in the next uh, <laughs> decade or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and so there's, there's not that worry. I'm glad you brought that up and I'm sorry that you're a little concerned, but yep. um, we, we've been, we've been just nicely stocking it with other stuff out the back here that we've had. So yeah, no, never fear. The artwork is here. And so the moral of this story, I'm guessing, is that um, summer is just around the corner, although we had a bit of summer this week, um, but it's getting hot after Christmas. Perfect time to go and hit the beach, hit the Mornington yes. Peninsula. Yes. And on your way down, if you pop past your gallery, we're going to see all new stuff. We're not going to be like, oh, God, haven't I seen that before? No, it's still the same old boring stuff. No, but like it's not the same. Like if I went to your gallery last week and then I come yes. in like a week's time, I'm going to be like, wow, that's Correct. different. Correct. That's one of the challenges of a yes. gallery is like you, you – you want to visit regularly to keep up with it, but then equally like things do kind of, you know, tend to, to stay the same. So you sort of get there. Oh, cool. I've seen there's, you know, one or two new pieces, but you're, you're basically flushed it out. You've drained the swamp as, as Donald Trump would say. The, the, the gallery has had a clonic irrigation and it's wow. really amazing. Yeah. 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 A, and I think that that 50% sale, that's the equivalent of the coffee enema of the photography world. Just. Straight out the door. <laughs> no, start talking about that. I'm going to want to go to the toilet. I have to pause the podcast. I'll see you in half an hour. <laughs> oh, at least we don't wear wireless lapels. You know that happened to me on a on a. Um, no. Yeah, well, not not Stop. that extreme, but um, when I was young, I like when I said when I was young, like, young. when I was. Whoa. Yeah, but when I was like 16, I worked in AV, um, like on the side. I did my work experience and then started doing some weekend jobs for this AV company. And uh, at a particular conference that we were at, um, someone walked off stage with their mic and <gasps> went straight to the loo. Um, and it, it wasn't a giant coffee enema situation. They were just taking a leak, but oh. they were taking a leak talking to the person next to them about how freaking thankful they were that they were finally <laughs> finished on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the thing was, like, we cut it off well before that. Like, it was didn't get broadcast through the room, but like us at the AV desk is sitting there, just like, uh, okay, cool. He hated every second of that. <laughs> classic, classic. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I can't remember. I've lost it. I've lost it. You know, you're actually quite good at podcasts, Tom. Um, that's the third time in the last seven point four minutes that you said, "What was I going to say?" Nah, nah. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> It's so entertaining for the listeners out there, isn't it? 
And now, okay, so tell me, you've just been in Byron Bay sunning yourself. I saw that that lovely photo of, I thought you were going to send me one with you of a tan, but it wasn't. It was just your 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 pale naked body um, instead. What, did you did you take your camera up there? I know this was a bit of a family trip, but I know Byron Bay, last time I was up there, it has the most glorious summer sunsets with like the, the evening kind of haze that comes in across the beach and the golden light and stuff. Did you take your camera? Did you get any shots? Now, first and foremost, why would I send you a picture of my body that's like totally weird and creepy? I'll put it on the Facebook group. So join the Facebook group, team. <laughs> secondly, you're such a... Um, secondly, yes, I did take my camera um, and was hoping for better weather than what we had. Um, it was windy. It was uh, overcast a lot of the time. It was warm enough. Hence um, the hence the pale naked body, not the <laughs> not the the sun kissed bronze that you correct. expected to be sending me. Correct. I can rewipe balance it for you if you like. No, no, if you could, that'd be uh, <laughs> just pump up the oranges a bit. Photoshopping some biceps as well and abs. Um, it was. I did certainly want to go to take a few photos. Um, Ollie, my son, elected where to go. I like to get away just before Christmas when. Uh, you know, uh, when, before, when Mary's back doing all the hard work, all the hard work. Correct. Um, we, last year, this time last year, I took the kids down the great ocean road and we did the great ocean walk together. Remember that? That's, we did that yeah, for a whole week. I do. So that was only 12 months ago. And then, uh, this time around three out of the five of us went to all the tribe went up to Byron. Uh, he wanted to go surfing, which he did every day. And here I was thinking I'll get out and take some photos and I'll be able to read. I took a whole lot of books to read and work on the business, you know, and instead, I ended up being an, uh, an Uber for Ollie wanting to go to all the different surf spots and me waiting endlessly in the car for hours for him to finish. Mm. But I did take my camera. I did take the 800mm, the beautiful Nikon. Thanks did to you, Nikon. you got some shots of him surfing? I did. I got some nice. shots of him surfing. I took some bird photos that if you are on, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, even if you're not a friend of mine on Facebook, I post mostly publicly these days. So you don't even need to be a friend and you'll see some... Um, some nice little birdie pictures I took there. And the weather wasn't as kind to us as I'd like, but I brought um, some good weather home to Melbourne um, that's lasted a few days. But there's this stuff falling from the sky outside as, as I speak, Matthew. Do you know what this is called? Uh, sadness. <laughs> sadness, I think, is the official Mary, term for that. It's been rubbish weather. It's not been. been away. Well, yeah, except for all the other days. Um, yeah. Not much. Yeah. I th- now, I, I thought you were a bit into your water sports, so I'm surprised that you were sitting on the beach with the camera and that you weren't actually out, you know. Well, this is it. I had intention to go swimming every day, go for a run, hire a, a paddle ski and go paddling every day and, you know, all those good intentions when you're away on holidays. You're going to lose 10 kilos and you're going to eat healthily and you're going to get up at 6 a.m. and get to I'm bed just, by nine and all the rest of it. That didn't I am just, I'm just looking at those, um, some of those photos on your Facebook that you sent out, just me being super dorky, hanging out with a pair yes. of beach thick knees. Thick, fish knees, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should come uh, with me We should go photographing together. In fact, you know, big announcement, podcast listeners out there, Matt and I, big announcement, you hear it here first, Matt and I are putting together a series of in-field, like in-the-field workshops next year. They're going to be amazing, aren't we, Matt? We're going to be- I literally, you're right. That that absolutely is heard it here first. (laughs) 
I did hear it here first. We're going to be teaming yeah. up. We're going to be running, um, you know, underwater workshops, uh, bird photography workshops, landscape workshops, everything. So, Tom, I'm still waiting for you to invite me down to join your gallery because I've got the underwater stuff covered and you've got the land stuff covered. We could be like Mornington's premier gallery. We, we could We could be. Could yeah, be. could be. It's not going to happen, but that's no, okay. I know. Thanks, man. Yeah. You've got your own gallery there going gangbusters, you know? Well, it's more of a classroom <laughs> with some pickies on the wall, but... Um, <laughs> It uh, no, it is my. You know what I like? It's 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 a nice space to go into and be like, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, that, that's right. I remember going out and taking pictures. <laughs> well, yes, yes. All those years ago, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. You know, like, people are going to talk about this life and go, was that pre-COVID or post-COVID? You know, I like know. It's a landmark. You know, even now people are talking about it. Oh, when did that happen? Was that pre-COVID, post-COVID? Yeah, it's weird, eh? Yeah, it'd be like ACBC. That's it. It's like B. B K or B C A, yeah. Before but, kids and after kids, you know how people talk about that as well. You know your life, you, you, you wouldn't remember now. I'm so glad that you clarified that because when you started saying oh, started K B K, I'm like, mate, you spelt COVID wrong. Um. Poor clarification. <laughs> That's why I moved on very quickly. But yeah, um, yeah you know, how is the beautiful little Isla? She's going well. She's kicking along, you know, chatting away, a little chatterbox, loving taking photos. Um, oh, absolutely wow. love taking photos. Yeah, really? she's got a, I've given her my little Go, GoPro 7. And yeah. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, she just goes nuts for photos. And it started off just, you know, random. Like this is on our WA trip. She started just taking photos on my phone because she doesn't have screens ever. So she doesn't know what a phone does except for the fact that it's got a camera in it. Right. And so she was just taking photos of like just, you know, ground hands, like, not anything yeah. specific. And then yeah. over the course of like two weeks of just mucking around with it every now and then, she started taking photos of objects. And now she's like walks around and specifically takes photos of like scenes and stuff. And I'm like, you're, oh, you're like two wow. and a half. She's, yeah, she's Dude. going crazy with it. So it's fantastic. Loving yeah. it. Loving she it. She doesn't, you said no screens. She doesn't have the latest iPhone 14. Uh, no, she's not. You know what? We did get her, we tried to get her to watch telly once um, because we all had gastro. <laughs> and yeah. We were just like, we can't deal with this. We just need some time. And um, so we tried to put her in front of the telly and she sat there for about 30 seconds and looked at us like, what are you guys doing? And then just walked off and did something really? else. Really? Yeah. Right. She's just never, we just never really, you know, where they always say to you, don't get, you know, delayed as long as possible. Yeah. We sort of did that. And then she just never took any interest in it. She doesn't, she just, she's, she loves books, loves books, like. Yeah, um, she's she's a man after she's a lady after my own heart. She's going to be um, a publisher. She's going to be like me. She's going to take lots of photos, publish them in books. I'm going to Maybe. be bring her in years to come. I am hoping for a, a brighter future for her, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Get stuffed. How many other people do you know have self published three books in a calendar year? No, that's very true. Mm, mm, yeah. Thank you. Just a little feather in my cap. Matthew, I popped my Avatar cherry last night. Wow. Do you believe that? Mary said, oh, my God, the latest Avatar's out, babe. We need to go and see it. And I said, Wait. I need to see the first one first. Okay. And she's like, what? Have you not yeah. seen it? 2009. What are we now? 2022. So I'm only 13 years behind. I'm not a big movie goer. I'm not, no, I'm, I don't do movies at all. No, I, I like any of the movies, but I'm not. If I've got the choice of reading non-fiction or fiction, I'll read non-fiction. I like the mm -hmm. self-improvement stuff. I just find the whole movie thing a little bit fanciful. Sometimes I take it a bit too seriously. I don't like horror. I don't like, 
you know, sci-fi too much because then I start thinking too much about it. But I did sit down and I um, enjoyed every minute of that movie. Very interesting concept. Very well done. You know what? Most of the character, like the scenes in that movie, are based on underwater reef. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the first one, not the second one. No, I'm talking about the first one. But like, you know, when they go into the Avatar world yeah. and you've got all the glow in the dark, like weird plants and stuff, that's all yeah. based on the phosphorescent um, life underwater. Is that right? Like jellyfish and seaweeds oh, and different things like that. Yeah. yeah. If you right. look at, if you look at, um, go onto YouTube and look up um, uh, like black light or UV underwater photography or video. Yeah. And when you put UV lights underwater and put a, a, like a yellow filter over your lens, you get that same like pop of just insanity. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I thought project for the weekend. Thank you, Matthew. I'll do that. You're always giving me little things to go and do. I like this. We we work well off each other. Mm. <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like you give me things to do as well, but most of them involve me going and you know something myself. So and sending selfies to you. Um, now uh, we have we 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 are on a little bit of a time budget today. Time. And you've, you actually mentioned something a second ago that's a perfect little conduit into our actual topic. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how you love self-improvement books. And yes. I have just gone from reading uh, – I listened to Atomic Habits on an audio book and I found it very hard – like I liked it, but I found it very hard to absorb in audio book format. So I've started reading it and it really got me thinking about photography and the way that Atomic Habits – kind of form in photography you know those little oh, you're reading the book atomic habits yeah again yeah, well, right. i've listened to it now i'm reading it because i find ah, it easier you, you absorb more reading it that's but. a bit of a, a bit of a uh, recent classic if it could be it if there's ever such a phrase it's um and, it's probably going to be a sort of one of those landmark books it's still, i think it will be still very much in the sort of when i walk into the bookshops it's in the top 10 and i think that's been out for a few years now but um, it has yeah it's uh it's, it's a good read apparently i think i've got part the way through it the problem i have is i have too many books that i still need to read i love it because the irony of that is like atomic habits is actually about finishing it so (laughs) but this is kind of our topic for today though because what we wanted to talk about was the aha moment well at least just one aha moment you've had in your photography over your career where you know it doesn't it doesn't have to change everything but it kind of like it just things came together and you went, wow. And it was like a lesson from somebody or maybe it was like a lesson you taught yourself by accident or something you stumbled upon, but something that just kind of made everything click in a particular area. I'm still waiting for that moment, Matthew. Oh, come off it. Come off it. You're oh. such a sad sap, aren't you? Like it's you, Christmas and you still sit there just I'm putting yourself preach. down. <laughs> That's it. For, I'll tell you what, just to make sure this doesn't happen again, everyone, if you could just go into the comments section on Facebook or if there's comments on this podcast, I have no idea, but just go and like pump Tom up a little bit just so that we don't have to put up with this shit anymore. That is <laughs> I have an aha moment every day that I pick up the camera. And it's oh, you're such know. a wank, Tom. No, <laughs> a, a proper aha moment. Something where you just go like, oh, I, you know, I'm not even going to try and lead you on with this one. No, you go with it. yours. You go with yours. You, you okay, I'll, I'll go with mine then. I I, so, I'll, I'll right, draw so, inspiration from you. No, I don't want to overshadow yours because mine's a really big one. So I just thought that I would want to lead you in and, and then I'll, I'll reveal mine. All right, so my big aha moment happened, uh, I reckon it was in 2014 or something like that. Um, was, that so, we, was that when we met? Was that when you found out about me? This is, you're, you're leading into... It's the day, I, the day I stepped into your gallery. 
this your showroom, very, shall I say? Because to- actually, the first time I met you, you had a gallery that was there was the the one in the the back the block, factory. yeah, yeah, in the, the factory industry, gallery, industry. which I quite like to be perfectly yeah. honest. I kind of yeah, miss yeah. that space, yeah, yeah. It was good. But um, Big yes, time. the uh, so I was doing a lot of underwater photography, and there is a website called Underwater Photography Guide run by Scott Geitler. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it anyway. And uh, he would become friends over the years um, having a chat, but he wrote this free online Bible for underwater photography. So it is really like, it's like the Encyclopedia Britannica of underwater photography. Really easy to read. Almost any topic you can think of, there's um, article. I've written some articles for him now and there, but it's contributed to by a lot of people, but he kind of wrote the base of the book or the the website, which is kind of the equivalent of a book. Um and I was kind of interested in doing underwater. You do a lot of flash photography, so balancing ambient light and flash. Yeah. And I didn't really understand the relationship all that well at the time. So I was using it and I was doing it somewhat successfully, but I didn't understand sort of why or what was happening to make my shots work. It was kind of like not trial and error, but sometimes it just naturally worked quite well and you just assumed that you just did everything right. And so there was a point there where... Um, I learned that the shutter speed controls your ambient light and that your flash output controls your subject, which is something that I look back on now. I'm like, how basic is that, Matt? Yeah. But Didn't know I that. read it and I was like, wait a second. And then I started practicing in the backyard and I was like, oh my freaking God. Like this has just changed the way that I balance light underwater. And yeah. the reason it was such a pivotal moment is because firstly, like underwater photography got my whole career started, which was awesome. But um, the second thing was that that now translates to my some of my studio stuff when I have to do it for clients. Um, it translates to anything commercial that I do or in the corporate world, I often use flash lighting. And it's just this one thing that stuck with me. And it's, you know, sometimes you learn a concept, but then you forget where you learned it. And it's kind of just blends into part of what you do. Yeah. I've just never, ever forgotten the day that I learned that. And yeah. even when every time I turn that flash on, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. reading this in the underwater photography guide and here I am yeah. shooting, you know, someone's headshot out in the field, you know, on top of a mountain and yet I'm putting this underwater photography or what I, what I thought was an underwater photography principle into play. And that was a, I don't know, that's that's given me the opportunity to now shoot a lot of, you know, you, like, like food photography is really simple. Um, product photography is really simple. Studio is really simple in terms of balancing yeah. light, you know, um, and it was just such a basic thing to learn i think it really um yeah so that's my one. Oh, i love it i love yeah. it i've actually got two matthew i'm wondering one's a business related one oh, of course it is tom you love talking about business related I stuff do. and the other one is a, a photography one so which one would you like me to start with the photography one because that's okay. what our podcast is about so <laughs> and then we'll stop the recording whilst you yak on about business and then we'll start it again for the conclusion Go on, tell You're us. You're so mean to me. You're so whisper, mean to whisper me. your, literally whisper your sweet nothings into my ear. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, so my first one. No, the, the first one creepy, yeah. was back in the 90s when I was really heavily getting into my photography. And I walked into Michael's camera store, which unfortunately is no longer there, in Elizabeth Street there in the Melbourne CPD. It's a darts bar now. Is it really? Yeah. Like, it's a pretty cool-looking darts bar, but it's a darts right. bar. Yeah. Right. We need to go. We need to go with our cameras. We're really narrow. <laughs> I'm here to buy a lens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I walked in and I was talking with the guy. I was talking with him about wanting a wide-angle lens. And I was so naive. And he goes, 
what, yeah, sure, great. You know, whiting looks it's great. Yeah, what do you want it for? And, you know, talk to me specifically. And I'm like, well, I just like the idea of being able to include a lot more on the sides, you know? And he goes, yeah, okay. But, of course, you know that wide-angle lenses work so that, of course, they include everything on the sides, but they, they also push everything back in order to fit everything in on the sides. And I'm like, mm. really? Do they? Oh, okay. Do I want that or not? And I'm like... I still teach it to this day. I still talk to people about the fact that, of course, you know, wide angle lens is great for including a lot of things and, you know, getting close to your foregrounds, creating that depth, et cetera. But of course, everything in the background gets pushed back even further. So it's a lot smaller in the frame than what it appears to the naked eye. Mm. It's just lens such, compression. It's hey? just such a, well, it's the opposite of compression. Well, it's decompression. Oh, lens expansion. I like expansion, that. Expansion, you see. Yes. So, you know, I. it's just, it seems like just so obvious now to me when I think back on it and I have to have a little bit of a chuckle to myself. But here I was naively thinking I'll buy a wide angle lens, get everything, you know, left and right and all the rest of it and, and not realizing that everything in the distance would just turn into a speck. And I really had to be aware of that as well. So I, I reckon that's a really common thing though. Like I know that so, for us, it's obvious it we do this every single day, <laughs> but I think it's super common. The amount of times I see people buying wide angle lenses and then standing at like eye height on top of a mountain, photographing a landscape with nothing in the foreground. And you go, you can't see any of the details. That's and they go, oh, I'm going to crop yeah. it down to a panorama or something. And it's like this tiny film strip yeah. of mountains. Yeah. But, you know what, what it is, though? I reckon is that it's not as obvious where the wide angle part of this isn't as obvious um, as what the zoom part is. Yes, so, I agree. So, you know, you like know, it's the yeah, same concept, but yeah. What you're saying is if you use a, a telephoto lens to standing on top of the mountain, use a telephoto lens and you're, you're focusing into the distance, it obviously brings everything closer to you, compresses mm. the image so that all the parts appear closer than they are. Etc. That's more obvious to people, and and therefore used better than perhaps what a wide angle lens is for the same. Well, purpose. you know what it is. I think it's that if you use a telephoto lens, that is going to happen, and the shots when you compress stuff together, you can see everything in your shot, and things just naturally, literally come together. Whereas right. a wide angle lens, you you if you use it and you don't know what you're doing with it, yeah, it's um, a bit harder to You work can out, stuff yeah. a photo up a lot easier. Whereas <laughs> on a telephoto lens, you're kind of like, well, it is what it is, and you zoomed in. You don't necessarily need to know why it all happened, but yeah. it does look good. And of we course, did, that we... was teaching on my BFOP uh, workshops. Yeah, tape it, it tape it down. Tape it down. Whenever I hear that, whenever I hear that phrase, I think goes somewhere completely else, which I'm, I'm, I bet you don't I know why. Yeah, I, 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 I reckon I could have a stab, but uh, no, I no, I think we'll get kicked off um, all all podcast platforms if we start talking about that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 it was all about when you use a wide angle lens, if you don't include something in the foreground that's close to you, as in within a, like a meter or so, or two meters, depending on how wide your lens is everything just disappears in the distance and looks like an iPhone photo. And sure, iPhone mm. photos are great, but if we're using a digital SLR with an expensive lens on it, let's try and create something a little more different than what, a, what an iPhone Yeah. And you know what, though? I think the other thing, we I did a, uh, a session with my mobsters ages ago. It's called um, How to Choose a Lens You'll Actually Use. Mobsters. And, um, That's bad mobsters. ass, isn't it? I know, right? That's yeah. Mobsters. Wow, you need like a t-shirt merch for that as well, mate. Yeah, um, look, next year I'm going to do that, baby. But um, yeah, 2027 probably. Uh, (laughs) But the um, 
Yeah, but we did this in this session. I was asking everyone what their favorite lens was, just you know, out of curiosity, because you kind of get a bit of a, an idea. And I've got this um, just this might be a learning part of our podcast. I've got this technique that I like to use. <laughs> People to, are actually going to learn from listening to us. I know. Well, they won't because no one's listening for twenty-seven minutes. That's but, it. Um, That's it. They're done already. But there's um. So I asked, and, and most people were saying that they love, anyone who had bought a 70 to 200 said that they loved it. It always yeah. took the best shots. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, it didn't take the shots. You took the shots with oh, it. But anyway, very, that's fine. It's very uh, deep. A bit, bit deep. Um, <laughs> but, but the reason being is because it kills all the dead space. And so it's, yes. it's pretty hard to, to make a shot look um, you know, too complicated with a 7200 because you've got such a narrow field of view. But equally, when you're compressing stuff together, it's hard to make it look empty because <laughs> it's got the compression. So, yeah. The um, but the learning part of this, right? Just what I'm, I, you know, I think this is might be interesting anyway. Um, if you go into your Lightroom catalog and you go into your library and you go and select your folder with all your favorites or a collection with all your favorites, it doesn't yes. have to be a folder; it could be yeah, a collection. Yeah. In fact, I'd probably suggest a collection because then you can. Anyway, we won't go into the details of collections versus folders. <laughs> what the heck? That's a topic for another day. And no that doubt. is a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, but then if you're in the library panel, you've got the library filters up the top. Yeah. And one of them is called metadata. And when yes. you first open it, it's got date, camera, lens, yes. label, right? Which is not yes. all that useful. It will tell you which lens you use more than mm. others. But that doesn't really mean much, right? Um, if you go up and click on where it says lens and you change to focal length, Yes. It'll actually tell you how many shots you took at each focal length. And that, that way, yeah, because people always go, what prime lens should I buy? Yes. And you're like, well, I don't know. What are you normally, sh- what are you like shooting at? And they're like, I don't know, but what's a good prime lens? And you're like, well, that's a really subjective. And it's not even just really subjective. It's like what my opinion on that is, is totally irrelevant, you know, because they make prime lenses in popular focal length. So they're all kind of useful. But if you go and do that experiment, you actually see amongst all your zoom lenses, what focal length you use the most. And then I kind of say, you should probably think about gravitating towards that as yes. your first prime lens. I love it. You know, I think I actually taught you that, although really probably you taught me that. I I now use that same technique for that same purpose so that if somebody was saying to me, I've got a 16 to 35, but I'm thinking of going wider, what do you think? I point them in the same direction and say, Go into your Lightroom catalog, sort via what, how many photos you're taking out. What if you're using a lot of the 16 mil, you probably want to go even wider still. Maybe you yeah. do. It would work well out of a 12, sorry, a 14 or something like that. So you could afford to go wider. Um, Absolutely, it is a great way of being able to determine what like what lens you might want to use next. Maybe the 16 to 35 is not your style and you all of a sudden find that you're shooting a lot of 20 or 24 so a 20 or 24 mil prime lens is going to serve you better or you're going to enjoy using that more sometimes these zoom lenses you know i find matt is that you especially when you're shooting aerials you're so busy trying to get the composition right that you lose focus on perhaps composition pardon the pun on composition and other things so just having a prime lens where you one less variable is taken out of the equation yeah, it means that you'll end up with a better result. But that's. I also think it is a topic for another day. But like, just on that, I actually the one thing I'm really thankful for with um when I did that a bit of aerial stuff um on my trip, one thing I was really thankful for was that um I've got a high res camera, and it, that gives you that ability. Um, you know, you shoot a little bit wider because I found especially there's a lot of shots where I want to rotate them by like. 10 15 degrees because when i look back on them i'm like oh wow there's actually a really cool pattern in here or something like that yeah. and having that extra bit of 
you know, um, yes. widths in it yeah. and then the ability to crop in and rotate it to actually hone in on the section. Cause it is pretty tricky. If you're not experienced in it, like I'm pretty fresh to it all. Um, it, yeah, you could be quite shaky if you get the wind caught on your lens. You can be, you know, um, just slightly, sometimes just to shoot around the, the some of the infrastructure on the plane, you're going to have that, you know, slightly off angle, but the ability to correct it um, and still end up with a high-res image is, is pretty uh, pretty cool. Absolutely. Hey, what are your plans for 2023? Wow, that's a big inspired? question, Tom. Yeah, what's what's happening? What's what? What are you looking forward to the most? Oh well, uh, definitely looking forward to our workshops we're running out <laughs> yes, of the field together. Um, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the thing, big things for me next year. Um, I uh, I'm going to head to Arnhem Land. I think for a couple of months oh, over winter. Um, that's my plan. Yeah. So are you going to drive drive out with the caravan and the kiddies or? Yeah, definitely. So I yeah. think I might this time. I'm just because it'll be a slightly shorter trip. I might drive ahead. Yes, and then meet them up there, depending on what flights are like and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, 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 <laughs> like, that's the goal. Sell a kidney, and then you'll be able to pay for the flight. Oh, sell the kidney! <laughs> I think oh, you said with the kids. Expensive at the, the moment. Kids. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, I'm talking about how. Oh yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's just it. So I mean, that said though, you always need to weigh up the time and yes. cost to actually because driving is expensive these days too so right. but um but no we'll take the caravan up there i think for a couple of months my big focus for next year though is to um i don't want to say like because i feel like i've said this before but is to start to close myself down a little bit oh that's right so ominous. no no well it's sort of oh, sounds ominous, so but it's not. are you gonna are you gonna be untouchable matt are you gonna be like one of these i'm too good to Nah, not at all. No, close myself down. Um, probably maybe that's the wrong word. Close is the wrong word. Narrow myself down a bit. Oh, um, I like that. I think that's better. Yeah. And do what I do really well. Like I love teaching my photography. You know, I, yes. I pride myself on the way that I teach it. And I've got so many amazing ideas on how I can make it even better again. One you of those. Think is a lot about with, that. You think a lot about that, don't you? That's almost all I think about. Really? And so um, I've right. just completed um, recently my 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 wildlife photography workshop has got a forty page interactive notes pack, um, along with quick reference cards and video tutorials and online course stuff. And I'm my goal is to build all my workshops to be that thorough, where you you turn up. Um, if you're there as a happy snapper, just wanted to learn some extra bits, that's fine. You can use quick reference cards. But if you really want to get your teeth into it, you'll have like a proper thick, you know, chunky um, uh, comprehensive notes pack that wow. links to online courseware that links. So like to create this ecosystem, I feel like what I've been doing the last couple of years after COVID was kind of working out, you know, how do you quickly get up and running again? And that means that you end up with a lot of not half finished things, but you end up with a lot of things that could be done you know, much more thoroughly. I think, think they're still mate. Don't get me wrong. I still think that my, the workshops I've been running have been really great, but they've got so much potential. And so my, my goal next year is to spend quite a bit of my week working on this content to run the best workshops and then also um, to make sure I'm getting out there and taking my own shots as well. That's my right. big goal. So I've, it's pretty ambitious because it's it. actually bloody hard to sit down and write notes packs like i was wondering it sounds yeah. great i'd like to do the same thing so if i send you a few of my photos and if you could just 100 you know, find slash replace wildlife with landscapes yeah find replace matt with tom easy could you just put that together for me definitely i'll email it across 
You know, that's happened to me once before. <gasps> Serious? Yeah. Someone a turned up. bit of a rant? I, no, no, not a rant. No, no, oh. no, no. Definitely not a rant because I oh. couldn't care less. Um, but it, it, was, it, it was funny though. So someone came to me and said, oh, um, I want to do an underwater photography workshop. Um, and I said, yeah, okay. Yes. And they go, yeah. As um, a participant. As a participant. Yeah. Yes, they said, yes. you know, I've, um, I've done a course with someone locally. I won't say where it is or anything because this person no, might be listening. Ooh. I've done a course with someone locally before. <laughs> what do you mean? Nobody but I wanna... No, no. Um, but, but I'd like to really improve on it. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And you know, I asked who it was. They told me. I was like, oh, yeah, that person's done a workshop with me before. Right. And they said, oh, cool. Yeah, great. They said that. You know, they referred me on. But cool. Anyway, um, this person turned up to the workshop. Um, they came down to Melbourne and did this workshop with me. Yes. <laughs> Would you believe it? They brought the notes pack from the previous workshop yes, to sort of yes. compare notes. It was literally my notes pack, but someone had put their own logo over the top of my logo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah, I was like, wow, okay uh-huh. then. Um, which is pretty funny because I even had all my shitty typos and spelling mistakes. And um, so anyway, I don't think it made them look very good. Um, but yeah, really? and then I actually did confront the person about it as well. Yes. Um, and they vehemently denied that it was them. And, and I'm like, well, it's literally your logo. And I highly doubt the person put the lo- your logo on there themselves. Yes. But I said, I don't really care except for the fact that like, it's kind of just stupid. Do you not realize how dumb this will make you look? You know, like it doesn't bother me because people don't come to me because of my notes. Um, and so it, I didn't feel it was going to be a, you know, uh, detract from what I do. But I just couldn't for the life of me get over how they thought, especially in the underwater photography community, it's a pretty small knit community. There's probably only 10 people who teach it, you know, if that, who, who, who teach it to a notable enough standard that people know yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm like, as if this wasn't going to come out in the wash at some point oh, and you're going to look like gosh. a total knob. So anyway, oh, that was pretty yeah. funny though. Yeah. But yes, Tom, I'm very happy to change my notes packs to say landscapes <laughs> and Tom. Yep. Very, very happy. I'd be thrilled. Yeah. 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 No, I think, I think you're onto something there. I think um, people like to have something to take away or at least read beforehand so that they could do a little bit of prep beforehand yeah. so they're not. And like, Tom, and I'm going to suggest. Go on. After we finish this podcast, I'm gonna we're gonna take this offline because I've actually got a proposal for you that I wanted to pitch wow. to you, and I just thought I'd tease it in this podcast, given that you're teasing wow. the fact that we're doing something else together next year. We we should. I think it'd be good fun. I think we could join forces and be amazing. But um, you know, just, I, I just have to fit in between. I don't know what Cam's schedule looks like, so <laughs> I can understand that I might um, be a bit expensive for you. So um, <laughs> a bit expensive and a bit preoccupied. Bit much on, to be honest. Mm, yeah. um, what am I looking forward to? Thanks for yeah. Asking. What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? Is next? <laughs> well, we've got a couple of really exciting workshops coming up at the start of the year. We're going to Yellowstone for some winter wildlife, where it's going to be like minus twenty, minus thirty. So I can't wait to get back into the cold stuff again because I really miss that. Um, off to Africa for almost four weeks in March, and then it quietens down a bit, which I'm kind of looking forward to. But then back to Iceland and the Faroe Islands in September. No yeah. snow workshop this year. We will probably do it. We've had great demand for it. I wasn't planning on it. Um, I was a little annoyed after the weather we got this year and mm. lack of snow, et cetera. But a few people have come back and said, oh, no, we, we had fun, but we'd like to come back and hopefully the weather's better. So they're, they're, coming, they're coming for a second time. So that's nice. There you go. Yeah, do the snow workshop and do a cradle workshop down in Tassie. Shark Bay? Shark Bay we're doing in May. Yep, back to Shark Bay. And I'm looking forward to taking the long lens down to Shark Bay because there's a really um, – sort of rare grass wren bird that hops along the ground um, 
found only in the sort of shark bay area called the western grass wren for those who'd like to google it and we saw it a few times while i was there just back in october so i'm looking forward to getting the big lens out and going for some early morning walks and taking some photos with that it's not a very exciting looking bird tom it's not a great no but the whole grass wren species is is just they, they're quite charismatic and they're quite elusive they're they're not easy to find and photograph so that i think presents an extra challenge for us bird photographers can we expect to see a grass wren bird on the walls of the tom park gallery in september next year? i doubt it no, no 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 you know i've started putting together a short list i have it on my phone um so what i tend to do is sort of like go through my lightroom catalog five star my favorites and then i send them to my phone and so what i've got is a little sort of uh, an album made up of 2023 exhibition it's called and there's currently mm. about nine photos in there already so um yeah by the time september rolls around um hopefully there'll be about 20 odd shots there that we'll be showing off here at the gallery so yeah kind of looking forward to that it's a bit daunting at the same time but yeah we'll um we've got some big things planned here for the gallery mary's got some great exhibitions lined up for 2023 i think we're planning to have at least four major exhibitions next year where we rotate wow. the, the artwork and so people please come on down if you're ever in the area um we should do we should do like a a, a bfop groupies um like exhibition day where it's like don't do it on the main day but like on a separate day we should be like cool you know what we're going to get a whole bunch of beer and wine we're gonna have like a beach party at the gallery yes yes i'm up for that but that that's been go. fun it's been fun and i'm um, gonna see yeah, we're going to see everybody uh, next year. In fact, Tom, I might even see you this year. I might pop down between Chrissy and New Year's. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Please pop down. Say hi. Hi. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Look forward to seeing you in 2023. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.